Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Appreciate the presence of the Lord that we feel. Amen. Amen. On this December 21st. Amen. Today just so happens to be my mother's birthday. Amen. Praise God. Though we're 2,000 miles apart. Amen. Going to call her later to celebrate. Praise God. Amen. Amen. If you would all stand with me this morning. We're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter number two. Amen. I have felt this message on my heart before I even knew I was preaching this morning. You think that's crazy? I thought it was too. Amen. But I felt this for several weeks for this service. Amen. And I just want to be obedient to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I do want to say it is a privileged day to have a, my adopted daughter with us today. Amen. Melanie Cantrell, we're glad she's here with us. Amen. And I am old enough to be her dad. Praise God. But I'm not. Amen. I'm older than her mother. Praise God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 1 says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Praise God. Very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. I want to take my thought from verse number seven and ask a question this morning. Is there room for Jesus? Is there room for Jesus? Amen. Can you lift your hands? Ask the Lord to have his way in the remainder of this service. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your touch that we have already felt in this place. And God, we're just asking, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished in this house today, God. Lord, we need your help. We need your touch today, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, you are wonderful. You are mighty. You are holy, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. I do want to say before I get started, it is an honor, amen, to be standing here today preaching in this service. Amen. And I'm looking forward to tonight. Amen. To hear Pastor Riggin preach. Amen, amen. We have read here this story, of course, of the birth of Jesus. If we step back to Luke chapter number one. In verse number 26, if you just bear with me, this is a lengthy reading of scripture. But in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. 
I'll tell you tonight or this morning that that is my desire in life is simply to find favor with God. Amen. I, I want God to be pleased with me. Amen, amen. I want to leave a testimony like Enoch did that. He pleased the Lord, that the Lord found favor. Well, hallelujah. That's another message for another day. Amen. And, uh, and the angel said, Fear not, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. How am I going to have a child when I've never known a man? You know, she, I'm telling you, her, I guarantee you her mind was spinning. She, she was blown away. If an angel showed up and started talking to you, you'd be blown away too. Praise God. And, uh, and, and she was confused and confounded. And, uh, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Woo! For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. doesn't matter if you lived your whole life being called barren. It takes one moment in the presence of God. For with him, nothing is impossible. You may have brought a need in the house of God today, and you see no solution. You see no answer. But I want to tell you today that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. You're not looking at an impossible situation. You're just looking at something that God wants to intervene in. That God wants to make a difference in. For with him nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what the doctor says, no matter what the debt collector says, no matter what the judge says, it don't matter. I'm telling you, with God, nothing, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. Woo, hallelujah. Maybe at this point in time that your life feels like it's been barren. There's a void in your life that you don't seem to make sense of. I'm telling you today, you can walk out of here with a new life. You can walk out of here different because there's nothing impossible with God. Hallelujah. Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according, whew, according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. She said, okay, so be it. Let it be according to thy word. Hallelujah. You want the impossible to take place in your life? You better have the same attitude of Mary. 
that says, be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Amen. Mary received this word from this angel. Amen. A spouse to be married to this man, Joseph. The Bible said that Joseph thought to put her away privily. He wasn't going to make a public example of her because, amen, you know what? When she came to him and said, you know what? I'm expecting a child. <laughs> well, hello. Amen. If I can just be a little bit carnal right now, if my wife would have said that when we was engaged, I'd have said, see you later. Hit the road, Jack. Don't come back no more, no more. Well, praise God, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Amen. And he thought to put it away. He wasn't going to make a public example of her, but an angel came and spoke to him and told him the same story. Amen. Gave him the same word. And Joseph took her, and, and there they went on the way to Bethlehem. He did not know her to this point in a carnal nature. He had never known her. Amen. And so she came, and, and she was great with child, and they got to Bethlehem, and and there were so many people that had gathered together because of this, this census, if you would. They had to be come to their, that hometown, if you would. And there was nowhere for him to go. And so finally every inn was full. And finally some innkeeper had mercy on them and let them stay in his stable. Praise God. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And there they were in the stable. And I believe it was an occupied stable. Amen. If there were that many travelers there, they weren't going to have an empty one. Amen. So there was the accompanying noises and the accompanying smells and the accompanying discomfort, if you would. And there, the God of a creation robed himself in flesh. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords was born in this stable and laid in a manger because there was no room in the inn. Now I wonder in days to come when the, when the great things that Jesus began to do and work got around, I wonder how many innkeepers wished they would have let him into their inn. Uh, oh yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. Hey that innkeeper that gave him the stable said, man, why didn't I kick somebody out and give them a room? But there was no room for them in the inn. And man, we think about that, how horrible that is. But I'm telling you, the same thing happens oftentimes in our own lives. We go through our life, living life how we desire. We're living it unto our own ambition and our own will. We, we get so full of the cares of life. We get full of the things of this life and the pleasures of this life. And if we aren't careful, our life gets so full of life that we have no room for him. We allow our life to be cluttered up because of things that we want to do and the things that we desire to do unto the place that there's no room for Jesus in our hearts. But I want to tell you in this place today that it is not an impossible situation. But in this place today, we can make up our individual minds and make room for the Savior and to make room for Jesus to come into our heart and into our life. Yes, sir. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 26, and you think this story is not going to be a little bit weird. I'll tie it together in a minute. Genesis 26 and verse number 12 says, Then Isaac sowed in that land, received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. 
And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds, great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. They didn't like it. He's living in their land, and he's getting richer than they are. They were envious. Verse 15 says, For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Isaac was blessed of God and was becoming very wealthy, very increased in size and in strength. And his enemies were jealous and envious of that. And they were also a little bit scared of him because he was mightier than they. And they asked him to leave. And so he went back to this place where his father had dwelt, where his father had digged these wells, where the water was there. And, the, and their enemies had come and stopped the wells up and filled them up with earth. Uh, and so in order for him to find this great water, he had to go back and redig the wells that his father had dug. Amen. And so they, they dug them back up. He called them by their same names. And somewhere they found in the valley a well of springing water. Hallelujah. There are times when we have ventured out in life. And our wells get filled up with earth. If we could liken that to the things of this world. A well gets filled up to where that well is no longer springing up anymore. And, uh, and we get filled up on doing these so-called fun things uh, of life. Uh, we get filled up maybe on work or entertainment. Uh, we live in a, in a generation that needs to be entertained. They're looking for entertainment and don't care what kind it is. They just want to be entertained. Oh, Amen. They get filled up on these things. This thing called sin uh, works its way into their life. Uh, it may start small, but someday uh, it grows greater and greater and greater uh, until it overwhelms them uh, and the wells are stopped up uh, and no longer is that water free flowing. The cares of life can overwhelm. We can get so wrapped up in what happens in our life, in the hurts of life, in the disappointments of life, in the different things we deal with in life, the stress of life, and it gets to a place where that well is stopped up. And we have a choice, the same as Isaac did. We can redig it or have no water. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you today it is the will of God for us to make a room for that well to start springing forth again. In John chapter 7, verse 37, 
says in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He said, if you believe on me, they tell you what, you'll never thirst again. Because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. I'm telling you today, your belly can be full of that living water. If you're willing to redig the well and dig the earth out and make room for him. We must believe as the scripture has said. Hallelujah. If we're going to have this river of living water, we've got to believe as the scripture has said. Amen. Not as we want to believe, but we've got to believe it as he said it. In John chapter 14, verse 16, he said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He said there's going to be a comfort that's going to come. He said you know who he is. For he has been with you. He said I'm here right now. But I'm going to be in you. I'm not leaving you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. He didn't go up to heaven and send down another one to be that comforter. But he said, I will come to you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the comforter this morning is wanting to come dwell in your heart. He's wanting to dwell in your soul. All you got to do is make room for him. And you can leave here filled with him. In Luke chapter 24, verse 46, it said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. It's going to be preached in his name. Not in his titles, but in his name. Repentance and remission of sin is preached in the name of Jesus. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. He said there's a promise coming. He had made it over and over again. He said go tarry at Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. 
And so they were obedient to the word of God. They were obedient to the voice of their Lord. And they went and tarried in Jerusalem. And when the day of Pentecost, Acts 2 and 1, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They walked into that place. They were not yet filled. They still had an emptiness. They still had a void. But when they got in the presence of the Lord, when they got in one mind and one accord, the Holy Ghost fell and they spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they walked out of that place filled. They walked out of there with rivers of living water flowing out of them. They had made room. They had made room. The upper room they were in. Eventually they left it in Acts chapter 2 verse 13. It says others mocking said these men are full of new wine. They, they couldn't understand it. There was men from all over the known world probably there for this feast of Pentecost. And they heard these folks come out of this room speaking uh, in their native tongues, but yet they could recognize uh, where these 120 were from uh, and knew that they, there was no way that they could know their language. But they heard them glorifying God, speaking in a tongue they did not know which is the initial evidence of that Holy Ghost infilling. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose. He did not deny that they were under the influence of something. He just said they're not drunk like you think they are. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Also wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall. It shall. That's a promise. It shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a double, triple promise if you want to. It shall come to pass. If you shall call on the name of the Lord, then you shall be saved. 
It's conditional. Because he said you have to call on the name of the Lord. And then you shall be saved. Peter went on preaching to them for another few verses. Winds it up in verse 36 where he said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter, to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do we have to do? He just told them, you have to call on the name of the Lord. They said, what do we do? What do we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You see, when we repent, when we're buried with him in baptism, those sins that we've repented of are washed away. And we've made room. We've made room for Jesus to come in. And he went on to say, And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you'll make room, if you repent, if you're buried with him in baptism, in the only saving name of Jesus Christ, you've made the room, and he shall fill you with the Holy Ghost. Oh, that's not for us today. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. You gotta make up your mind. I'm gonna make room. I'm gonna make room. I'm gonna make room for him. Gotta make room. And if we make the room, it's a promise that He will fill us with His Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ with passeth knowledge. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. You may have walked in this place this morning feeling empty, feeling down, feeling depressed, having no direction in life, but I'm telling you, you're in the right place today because you can make room and you can leave filled with all the fullness of God. Amen, you might have allowed that well to be stopped up or you may have not even dug it yet, but I'm telling you, you're willing to make room. You can walk out of here today with a river of living water flowing out of you. You can walk out of here today filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Whew. Filled with the fullness of God.
You might have been searching for a long time, wondering what would ever make you to feel contentment and fulfillment. But I'm telling you, you'll only feel it when you're filled with the fullness of God. I don't know what your relationship with God is to this point. Hey, man, but I want to tell you today that if you're not filled with the fullness of God, you can walk out of here today filled with his spirit. It's a promise that's unto you and your children. It's for whosoever will. Whoever wants to come. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses stood at a crossroads. Raised in the house of Pharaoh. Historians say he was trained as a general in their army. Trained to be a leader. A bright future in Egypt. Never going to suffer want. Never going to suffer need. As far as this life was concerned, he had everything all laid out. But when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You see, what he did is he waited out the reward of this life or the reward of the life to come. Hallelujah. You see, you, we, we can live unto our own ambitions and our own plans. And we might have some great rewards in this life. Or we can submit ourselves to the plan of God like Mary did. And we can just have a reward that's beyond description in the world that is to come. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I believe it was James that said that our life is even but a vapor. It appeareth for a moment, then it vanisheth away. Our life on this earth is so short. But I'm telling you, we can make plans on this short little life that will lead to an eternity of life. Hallelujah stand with me this morning if we're willing to dig out the things that is blocking Jesus from making his way into our life well, what's the story going to be today in your life are you going to make room for the Savior are you willing to make room and walk out of these doors filled with the fullness of God are you going to let him come and take care of your hurts Pastor Regan was talking about let him heal your mind your emotion to take those hurts uh, that it maybe blocked him from being what he wants to be but we bring him and lay him on the altar 
and fill that void. Are we willing to believe on him as the scripture has said that that river of living water can flow freely? Hallelujah. They said, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? Men and brethren, what do we have to do? Peter just said, repent. Baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of those sins. You shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that is still, that is still the salvation plan this day. If you want to walk out of here filled with the fullness of God, you must repent. Be baptized in his name for the remission of those sins and you shall be filled. You shall be filled. You shall be filled. Not with the things of this world, not with the cares of life, but filled with the very Spirit of God. Filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. To walk out with peace where there's been turmoil. To walk out with healing where there's been hurt. To walk out with clarity of mind where there has been confusion. And all we have to do is make room for Jesus. To make room for him. Hallelujah. If you'd like to come and talk to the Lord, this altar's open. If you'd like to come and seek after him. If you'd like to leave this place today with fulfillment. If you'd like to leave here full of the fullness of God. If you'd like to come and lay down your burden and cast all your cares upon him. Amen. Won't you come and make room today? Won't you come and let him fill up that void? Won't you let him heal you today and fill you today? Amen. Why don't we all just come and talk to the Lord for a moment? Amen. Can we just give a few moments of our time to thank him? Amen. If we need to make that room, please don't walk out of here today. Amen. Without making it right with God, don't leave this place without finding a place of repentance. A place where you can call out to God. A place where you can find what you're searching for. What you're longing for. The answer still in Jesus Christ. Uh,